I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to another episode of Private Education, the Smart Sex and Relationships podcast. I'm deliberately speaking quite slowly because my dad gave me some feedback, (laughs) some gentle feedback. He told me that I speak too fast. So if at any point, dad, you're displeased, send me a text, let me know. Um, Yeah, so my my guest today, I was thinking, I was trying to write an intro for you. And the first thing, the first word that came to my mind was deserved. <laughs> Holly Shortall, welcome to Thank Private you. Education. Thank you. Thank you so Thanks much so for much having for me. Um, the other words that came to my mind were illos, because yes. I know I knew you first from your illustrations. Illustration. Um, <laughs> the illustration. Then I was thinking maybe I should change the name of the pod to Private Education. I was definitely <laughs> going to tweet that today, Private yeah, Education. But like, yeah. it's, you know, it's totally on brand for you. And then I also know you from, I mean... I know you through loads of different channels, but um, the way I see you most often is on Twitter, where you're really vocal, really active, absolutely hilarious, but also <laughs> kind of spreading the word about what we are going to be talking about today, which is, if you want to kind of give your own little intro to it, you can. Yeah, well, I suppose um, when you first um, asked me, well, we kind of chatted about it on yeah. Twitter. Oh, I was like, oh, I'd love to come on. I actually didn't know what it was about <laughs> she didn't know it was about riding <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was about like sex and relationships or whatever yeah. so then you emailed me and I and I was like oh my god I've like I've said I'm gonna do this um so I'm actually just gonna do this now yeah, yeah. even though you I was like up. yeah I was like even though I'm gonna be absolutely I won't say mortified but I think I wanted to use this opportunity to talk about I suppose the journey that I have gone on from somebody who I suppose didn't even, in my opinion, get a sex education to yeah. somebody who's now probably learned more about sex and sexual health um, and education and, and all of that kind of stuff in, I would say, the last year mm. than I ever had done and I think in my that's whole life. For people of kind of our age mm-hmm. group, which is like maybe late 20s, early 30s, uh, anecdotally anyway, like sex education, I don't think was up to up to scratch for any of us and I know from because we have touched on this kind of sex education aspect in a couple of episodes already and like anyone I've spoken to certainly on the podcast and kind of in general has said that their sex education wasn't um you know wasn't anything to write home about it wasn't where it should have been and it certainly wasn't inclusive at all it was very much hetero focused and it still isn't and that's the big thing so there is I think a bill being discussed at the moment that would allow for um lgbtq plus inclusion in sex education in schools which is so important yeah Um, i think and i had a couple of teachers actually get on to me since last time and say uh you know okay the curriculum might not strictly have been upgraded but we are given some kind of tools in which to guide the pupils and whatever and i have to say you know the teachers that have gotten on to me thanks so much for that feedback because 
obviously I'm not in schools I'm not on the ground where they are yeah. and although I do know what my experience of sex ed was and and you know people kind of of our age group in general I I appreciate that things officially might not have changed but kind of in an unofficial capacity might have moved yeah, on a little I get you but yeah. I still think there's a long way to go would you agree absolutely and I think while what you're saying is that is fantastic if certain teachers or certain schools are kind of trying to do a little bit more but it needs to be consistent mm-hmm. like it needs to be delivered by proper you know I don't know if it's a healthcare professional or somebody who's been trained or counsellors or whatever it is yeah. that it's a consistent um, you know, uh, system and on the curriculum that is given to every student, and I think you not know. biased by religion, right? Because Absolutely. I know, like the the kind of small amount that I did get, I think was by a group called Accord, and as far <laughs> as I'm aware, they're yeah they're very much like run by the Catholic Church, yeah. or they at least they were back in my day. Absolutely, like I mean, I I mean, I wrote down because. I was trying to think, okay, what sex education did I get in school? Yeah, yeah. I actually cannot remember anything, no. nothing. Just, I, I but I, I did come from um, like an all girls Catholic school. And like, I mean, I remember two girls hugging like in after a basketball match during PE and they were reefed out by the teacher and told that that was a really inappropriate behavior and stuff like this is the like this is a hug yeah you know what I mean so I think that's one memory that really stands out to me just with regards to how any kind of physical contact or uh, like anything yeah just just viewed as like don't do that so I think like the ramifications of that lack of education in this country um you know we're currently experiencing like the highest STI rates that we ever had Mm -hmm. and that's because for like many reasons but one of them is definitely the fact that like people just are not told this stuff yeah they're not taught it properly and I don't think that you can rely on people's parents especially you know if you feel like um as we were talking about like LGBTQ plus um inclusive sex, sex sex education like you can't expect someone's parents to talk to them about that and no. it's not going to be delivered then in that consistent way no. you know? and when a parent does that sort of thing it's it's not like it's not from a logistical here's how you go about this no. and here's what you, here's the protection you need and here like go down to the men's health centre and get to, you know it's n- nothing to do with that nothing. It's, it's all to do with just don't do it because I <laughs> otherwise I will kill you I know um, and I actually was talking to someone the other day about the sex education that they received and they were saying that uh that they uh, no one in their school. This is insane. Like the, no one in their school told them that they weren't allowed to wear uh, patent leather shoes because the reflection of their knickers might be caught in the shoes from their skirts. Jesus Christ! Like, like how her mind? What like where? Planet? Does, how does your mind go to that I place? I want to see those shoes. Though. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like made of glass or something. I like, need what? to see the shoes that reflected a full size pair of knickers. That's so like, fucking weird. It's like, just it, it's backwards, is what it is, it is really like. Um, yeah. And so I just you know we're coming up on. Um, the first anniversary of repeal and the fourth anniversary of the marriage ref actually as I well know. which is it's all like we're anniversarizing that's I not know. a real word but anyway <laughs> um yeah so it's like although we've come far like i know it's not enough like the marriage referendum has done a lot but it hasn't done so many things so many things like it hasn't touched on like talk talk to me about some of the things it hasn't touched on because i know you'd know more about this than well, i like, would 
I mean, obviously, like, I'm not my, I would consider myself an, an like, LGBTQ um, ally. As yes. in, like, I have a lot of friends who are, um, I have friends who are gay, who are lesbian, who are transgender, whatever, you know, all, all the same, all my best pals. Yeah. Um, and I think, to me, I think being an ally is, like, it's not just going to the George on a Saturday night with your mates. Like, there's so much more to it than that and it's really listening to people and hearing their experiences and I suppose doing as much as you can to kind of help or whatever mm-hmm. support and I think I went to a talk I think it was last year um around this time last year it was just pre-pride my friend Stephen Maloney was um chairing this discussion and it was actually called post-marriage equality Ireland and it was kind of looking at like I mean I suppose the only thing that it did change was the fact that two people can get married now. Yeah, the, the very Anyone. strict legalities of it. Not, yeah. Not anything. Nothing else. Like, so yeah. like, you know, we still have um, like a massive, there's like the LGBT um, lack of the sex education in schools. Yeah. There's like fuck all spaces for people. There's like three bars, you know, kind yeah. of all this kind of stuff. Um, HIV rates are like at their highest ever. Mm-hmm. There's... Um, no access to to sexual uh, clinics at the moment, you know, for that's just I mean, for everybody, not just obviously for 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 gay people yeah. or whatever. But it's there's, there's, there's like a lot, lot this trans health care doesn't exist. I think there's like two doctors in the whole country who can administer certain types of things. Um, LGBTQ people would be at like one of the most at risk groups for homelessness, for um you know like self-harming like yeah, yeah yeah I was reading that that's it's really yeah. shocking actually like when you yeah. think of it and I was I saw a statistic now it wasn't necessarily Irish relevant or mm. or well may I, I mean maybe it's um the equivalent statistic but in the US the kind of life expectancy age for people in the trans community is like 35 yeah so f- that's which for, that shocked me yeah. to my core so um trans women of colour trans women of colour yeah, yeah 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 that's what, that's it, was. what it was yeah because I was only talking about that today because a couple of my friends um were sharing a, a story about a girl um a woman in America like a black trans woman who I think she was like 30 or something like that yeah it's it's horrific because you think you know I mean maybe th- this is kind of ignorant of me but you think you know the US is a first world country and we are too. And you would think that in a first world country, the supports would be there for for trans women, for trans men, for like all of the spectrum. And that their life expectancy wouldn't be so young. Like that's that just blew my mind. And and that's actually something that was I, I wasn't expecting to see that statistic at all. Um, and I'm kind of got me thinking about the Irish situation mm-hmm. and, and, you know, how um, the trans community must feel marginalised and, you know, kind of left aside I suppose yeah. in a way absolutely and like you, it's so you, you'd consider yourself like an activist now in yeah. th- that kind of area and I know you're a member of ACT UP yeah so that's the so that's so, specifically <laughs> relating to AIDS am I right and mm-hmm. HIV HIV so it basically um it's ACT UP started in 1987 okay two years before I was born right. um so it started they got ready for you like <laughs> <laughs> 89 came and they were like there's our there's our member so um <laughs> ACT UP stands for AIDS AIDS coalition to unleash unleash power right um and I suppose at the time in 1987 um the world pretty much was in the midst of this AIDS crisis where um you know particularly vulnerable groups of people like at-risk people like um you know gay men who have sex with men or um 
maybe sex workers or you know whatever it was uh, intravenous drug users people who would be at risk were um unfortunately dying you know um from AIDS now thankfully since then there's been so many advances in the different um medications and stuff like that so if you were to be diagnosed today you could live a completely as normal as possible you know um life Um, and a thing I learned from your Twitter actually mm-hmm. and this is where I have all my information from is the <laughs> is the U equals U yeah. uh, concept so for anyone who doesn't know uh, like we're talking here about the letter U equals and the letter U and that basically stands for Holly um, undetectable <laughs> equals untransmittable okay. so there was studies done um, quite recently where they tested I think it was um, all sorts of different couples where I think it was like one would, was HIV positive and one was HIV negative. And they basically now know that it's a scientific fact that if you have HIV um, you and you have an undetectable viral load, so you are taking an effective medication, you cannot pass it on okay. to your partner, right. which is like groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's like incredible. Um, because and I, that, I guess, would help someone who's who's living with HIV to live a more normal if you like life because they're not necessarily having to worry about absolutely yeah. but unfortunately and um, I think like I wrote this down and I think a lo- like a lot of the points that we're probably going to touch on or have touched on come back to this like the shame and the stigma in this country that surrounds like anything to do with sex whether it's STIs whether it's you know um going to get checked or if we're talking about I don't know like you know sex workers or periods or whatever it is it's like everyone's just fucking scarlet like all the time do you know what I mean yeah um I know I am like even I can't even believe I just said periods out loud (laughs) I don't think I've ever done that um so tens of people are gonna hear that (laughs) (laughs) so I think when when we talk about how amazing it is for HIV positive people to know that they are effectively amongst the most safest people that you could sleep with because they literally cannot pass it on um this this shame and the stigma like people need to spread that message and they need to not think that like you are sick or you're gonna die like if somebody if you like because you I know you said AIDS like and I know ACT UP does stand for AIDS but it's more so HIV HIV, and there is we are in the middle of you know um a crisis over here at the moment Mm. and I, I don't think a lot of people know that no they don't I really don't they don't like I actually brought um a press release that we did so within ACT UP basically it's a group of activists it's like totally um like we're all like voluntary like obviously no one is going in there and getting paid we wish Um, (laughs) and we've done so much in like the last kind of like year two years it started in 2016 I joined around this time last year um and I joined because um I went to see a film called 120 Beats Per Minute. Okay. It's a French film and it's about the origins of ACT UP and then there's kind of this really nice love story but it's really sad um, woven woven into it. And um, I remember coming out of the cinema and ACT UP had put it on. They'd put it on in the IFI as like a fundraiser and I remember coming out of the cinema and like I was in bits. Like I'd been sobbing for like the whole Gosh. film. And I was just like, my friends are like, oh, we go for a drink. And I was like, a drink? I'm going to fucking chain myself outside the Minister (laughs) Department of Health office right now. Like, this is outrageous, you know, because the guys had done a talk. And then my friend Kate was in there and in in, in a member of ACT UP. And I just said, you know what, I'm I'm just going to go to a meeting. And I realized that, like, the skills that I have, like, I work in marketing and PR kind of by day. um, And obviously, I have a podcast as well, which I did. Did we mention that? We didn't. But we'll talk at length about it at the end. (laughs) Because. I am Pop 
<laughs> well, do a few little bits. But anyway, yes. Yeah. So there's meetings twice a month, basically. Yeah. And we will like jump on any kind of trending moment. So World Health Day, that was on Sunday, April 7th. Um, We did a big kind of focus here on basically the ongoing neglect of public se- sexual health services over here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if people realize this, right? Yeah. But there's 10 counties in this country that do not have a sexual health clinic. 10 counties? 10 counties in this country. Out of either 26 or 32, 26, but either way, that's, 26. that's yeah. mental. Yeah, it's outrageous. And it's like... Pe- they like, just don't have one. Like, just They just don't have one. And then even the ones that do have them, they're like open maybe like a half nine on a Tuesday. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Limited open there. And then, and then your people are wondering why the rates are going up. It's like mm-hmm. we're not. No one's being educated. There's fucking nowhere to get tested. Mm-hmm. The country is like full of shame and stigma. Yeah, nobody's talking about. But it's so but it's your yeah. fault for having a fucking ride. Yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. actually outrageous. Yeah, like, that is it's crazy. Outrageous. When you yeah. think of it, like it's just it makes no sense. Yeah, and it's funny because the people, like you know, people like us are being stigmatized instead of. The fact, like, no one, everyone's calling out, well, why did you have irresponsible sex? And why did you do this? And why why are you doing, you know, whatever yeah. you're doing in your private life? Surely the focus should be on the people in, you know, public life who are not doing what they're supposed to be doing, like yeah. opening sexual health clinics and, you know, broadening the access to sexual health clinics. Yeah. And I think, you know, you and I both live in Dublin. Mm-hmm. So I think we're probably not necessarily, it's far from spoiled, but I'd say we probably have more access and, oh, yeah. and like more availability. But you might, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, someone in, I don't know, going to pick Leitrim because it's I, the first Leitrim county. does not have okay I, do you know like I think they only recently got a McDonald's I so I think stop <laughs> so oh I my think they probably I just you know lucky guess um, I think but if you're you know okay so you're a young gay guy in Limerick and yeah. you you're thinking do I like am I HIV positive I want to get checked like how am I going to what's my status like yeah what are you going to do? Do you know what I mean? If you've no money, if you've no means to get to a county that feckin' has it, like... I know. And then also, insane. if you're from, like, a small little town yeah. where you know you're going to walk into the doctor and the doctor knows your ma who knows you. Like, it's... Yeah. And that even happens in, like... Yeah. That, that sort of thing happens in Dublin because, you know, you're only, like, two degrees of separation from anybody in Absolutely. in Ireland. So Absolutely. There's always, your GP is always going to know your... Like, sure, my GP is my uncle. Do you know what I mean? Is he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Do you know? So, like... Oh, I'd be scarlet It's now. just, like, well, I, listen, my smear tests go elsewhere, but other than that. Uh, <laughs> I thought you said they go well. I was like, what? No. <laughs> no, although, do you know, it's so funny, right? Because I went to him once and I had a UTI. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so embarrassed. I'm going red. I'm also really warm, but I am going red. <laughs> uh, I went to him and I had a UTI and I didn't know it was a UTI. I thought yeah. I had a, like a kidney infection. He was like, you've got a UTI. And I was like, <clears throat> oh, what's, what's that? And he was like, that's from... From urinary tract from, infection yeah you got that from riding and I was like oh, I'm sorry for coming to you about this I'm so sorry but uh, yeah no I completely oh like if, if you live in a county that's you know that's underserviced shall we say like yeah. massively underserviced that's going to be a problem for you and that's Absolutely. going to be and also the stigma because the thing of you know even say you know say you are in a position where you want to check your sexual health or you mm-hmm. want to get tested for something or even so much as you want to buy protection. Like say you want to buy condoms. Yeah. 
and you're like 15 and you're gay and you're like, don't want everyone in the village knowing I'm gay. I'm not going to rock into McCabe's pharmacy and buy a packet of Jurex. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not like you're going to. That's exactly what I mean, though, by this. Like, I, I actually didn't realize how ingrained that is in us until I started going over I have this group of friends in Manchester and been kind of going back and forth for the last couple of years I'm there all the time they're here all the time whatever and like I genuinely didn't realize how deep rooted like my own kind of like stigma around like my body sex talking about like anything like that like ready to pop the question The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. the difference between how they and this is a big group of people so it's not like I'm you know this is this is this is not just one particular person like this is a whole group of people who are like like, would just like walk around with like nothing on and like all this kind of stuff and obviously look I'm not saying people don't do that here but in my experience people I know didn't and and hadn't done that and I just I just didn't realize like what like on what planet should it be abnormal for somebody to just walk into a shop and buy a box of condoms like do you know what I mean yeah like nowhere no. or a box of tampons or whatever it is but we're all mortified, mortified. yeah and, be- and I mean I'm like this is and this is part of the reason I wanted to do private education as a mm-hmm. podcast is because I would I want people to just I'm not asking like you know you said when you came in that you're not like massively comfortable talking about sex or you know all those kind of topics I'm not trying to make people you know sit down for the Sunday dinner with their mom and yeah. start talking about what they did over the weekend in bed like but I just want I want things like that to be easier to do I want people to be able to look after themselves yeah. health wise. I want people to be like able to find the right contraception for them. I want people, you know, all that kind of stuff. And the stigma needs to move on. Really, Absolutely. Like, do you know what but I mean? that's, that has to start in the schools yeah. with the education. We need to start telling people like the actual facts of what is going to happen. Kids, like, well, not kids, teenagers, whatever. People are ha- having sex. They're going to have sex. Do you know what I mean? And it's getting younger and younger. Yeah. Like, the statistics are showing that it is what you would consider kids as opposed to teenagers. Yeah. Like, kids, you know, there are 10, 11, 12-year-olds who are sexually active. And that's a fact of life. And yeah. that's, you know, that's something that's not really being addressed or talked about. No. And I think as well, like, you know, if you say that to a parent of a young kid, they're going, mm. oh, no, well, my Johnny would never do that. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> What a name to Perfect be. name. <laughs> but you know, like they, ne- they don't, I know. they just assume that their kid isn't the one that's going to be doing that. But like they're, they're out there, they're doing it. I know. And 
saying like, oh no, that's not, that's not me. Totally. Like, and I, I had this conversation the other week with my friends because I, I'd read this study, right? And it was obviously nothing to do with sex, but there was obviously a predatory undertone to the whole thing, right? And it, it was a story, it was this survey that they'd done. It was like three out of five um, teenagers admit to talking to a stranger online. Right now, when three I three out of five, but, should that not be like five, five out of when five? I, when I tell you that literally the majority of my friends, the most important people in my life who I love and adore, yeah. I met them. It's invariably some way through social media. Yeah. I mean it. Like yeah. you, like to to still be like doing headlines like that and running studies like that and making out that every single kid who's speaking to somebody online is speaking to some 60 year old man in a fucking dungeon like do you know what I mean (laughs) when you sometimes it is the you know 14 year old trans kid in the middle of nowhere yeah in the town in the middle of nowhere who doesn't look for a community looking for a community looking to you know have um an awareness that there's other people out there like them mm. and that they're not alone. And, and what studies like that almost say, it's almost like three out of five, you know, three out of five kids online or have talked to someone online. That's almost the kind of the under the, what I would infer anyway from something like that is get your kids and get them away from phones and get them away from the Internet because it's just a bad place. Yeah. And instead of putting, managing put, it, yeah, instead of yeah. giving responsibility yeah. to parents and guardians and saying, teach your children yeah. how to how to exist online because yeah. everyone's there so teach them give them the tools tell them what to look out for get them to know the signs get them to know like I mean even myself as an adult like I, I like you have mm-hmm. met so many people online yeah. and you really don't like it does it's not just teenagers who struggle I sometimes find myself questioning online you know is this person legit and mm-hmm. you know or am I meeting someone who's a, but like I am thankfully like you know big and ugly enough to know how to handle myself mm-hmm. um, but not all adults are and mm-hmm. not all children are and not all teens are and instead of just saying instead of just like the scare tactic yeah. which is what Ireland seems to be so good at yeah how about the education like how about well, teach people that's it exactly and that's the kind of the point that I was trying to make is like if you tell a kid don't do that because mm. it's bad and it's wrong they're going to do it. Yeah, and they're the not, first thing they'll and do. They're, and they're not going to tell you about it. They're no. going to hide it from you. And it's the exact same with, you know, sex as it is with whether it's talking to people online or whatever it is, if or drinking or alcohol, you know, when they're 14 or 15 or whatever, it's like a, or smoking, whatever. You tell your kids not to do something. They're going to do it anyway. They're not going to tell you about it. And that's when it goes bad. That's when there's danger. That's when your kid <laughs> yeah. is going to meet somebody and you don't even know that they're going to meet somebody. Could yeah. be a perfectly normal situation, but you would want, I think, to be able to manage that as yeah. a parent. Look, I don't have kids, so like, I, I don't know, but like, as somebody, I was a kid, do you know that yeah, kind of way? Yeah, we all? <laughs> yeah, so like, still am a little bit sometimes. But um, yeah, it's just this weird thing over here where we just, we haven't moved on with the times. Like, do you know what I mean? I mean, I know we had we were saying we've had the marriage referendum and repeal last year as well. Like we still have such a far way, like just such a far way to go. Yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine um, who she has she's so she has two children with her wife, and so the, their situation. I'm not sure the technical terms actually, but their situation. Her name is Renee. She's um, she's got two daughters. She carries them, but they're biologically her wife's. Yeah, and. 
they're legally married obviously mm-hmm. you know since um since i think they got married like the week after the referendum Aww. or something wonderful like that but their daughters um are legally um renee's because she carries them but even though they're biologically her wife the other mom doesn't have the any other rights. mom doesn't have any rights and yeah that she's you know there's there's a constant struggle there for her and, and her family to be accepted as a family because yeah. i mean you know like i'm married to a man so if i have a baby my husband automatically has rights mm-hmm. to the child because it's biologically yeah. and legally his and i don't understand why that's not the same for her and her wife i just don't get it like and that's Sorry, that bill actually passed today did it oh my god oh my god i should text her <laughs> um so that well, like, will we put this in? Will we leave this in? Yeah, leave yeah. it in. So okay. I, I just Cassie, is, Cassie is furiously Googling there. Um, we may have a bill passed. Holly, we're very effective. As I was going to say, you literally just mentioned it. Just mentioned passed. it and bam, I should mention more <laughs> bills. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll... Uh, we'll it came into law today. On the it came in. Amazing. So, so what does that mean? I suppose that means now that there's more parental rights, which is a, a, a fantastic thing, I suppose. But it just kind of... The fact that that had to be like done post referendum and it's only coming in now four years later shows the limits of the marriage referendum and I can only imagine I mean we all know that there were limits to the the repeal um the eighth amendment like there was so many limits to that as in certain rights were were absolutely but not not what you you know yeah not all of them absolutely like even down to um the actual like legislation itself and how it's like written into the law it's like I was reading that even something as small as saying like if the woman, you know, if the woman is such and such months pregnant, mm-hmm. that that could actually affect if there was a situation where maybe a trans man found themselves pregnant yes. for whatever reason, yeah. that that might actually exclude them from being able to go in and have, you know, access. A, a, access. Um, so like little things like that, we it just feels like we're so far away from... I, I don't know what it is it's like yeah I don't know I just think stuff like that really needs to be considered and yeah. I'm sure you know people are kind of going like what but when you actually think about it yeah. it's just a fact of life it's nothing new like and it just it, it needs to be stuff like that needs to be considered I yeah. think all the time and I think the more like this is why I think what you're doing is phenomenal because you're an ally like you're I think you're you would label or not you label yourself but you consider yourself a straight woman but an ally to the lgbtq yeah. plus community like you know the more you know because i don't there's so much i don't know about this like when i was doing research earlier and i was looking at these stats and you know information about the the hiv crisis and stuff mm-hmm. like that like there's so much i'm just unaware of and the more everyone knows about these things yeah the quicker things will happen. So I think absolutely, and it's the angrier people to- get. Totally, the like more people like when you talk, came out of that film, like yes, you were like in a, a rage, literally yeah. like a bull. <laughs> yeah. More people, the angrier people, like get. Like uh, what I'll do um, later on, or when, I don't even know when this is going out. I'm going to tweet. I made a gif for act up um, for the uh, World Health World was a World Health Day. Um, mm where we did a gif of the 10 counties that don't have the the sexual. If your county is on that, get angry, be pissed off about it. Do you know what I mean? Even if it's not a service that you need yourself, do a tweet, tweet your local TD, tweet the HSE, tweet Leo Varadkar, tweet Simon Harris, do something. Do you know what I mean? Because like the whole reason I suppose that I kind of like fell into activism was because um, like I had a completely different life 
kind of before uh kind of halfway through 2015 and I met you when on Snapchat yeah so we were both kind of you know quote unquote coming up on Snapchat at the same time and then I went on this which was very out of character for me like as a person this uh, vo- uh volunteering trip over to Calais which I was remember, yeah. the refugee camp over yeah, in Fr- in France there was about like 10,000 10, people living in absolute like squalor there so mm. f- a convoy went over from here and I think just when I came home I was like it just completely like not to the whole you know white savior complex or anything but it just it did change my life completely um and my priorities and stuff like that I had been like working in the media a lot before that and um fashion predominantly like in the fashion industry and I just came back I was like right fuck that so I went (laughs) back to got a normal job and kind of you know was doing a lot of activism standing outside the doll every week with um different uh friends from this Calais refugee solidarity group demanding that we accept children into this country from the camp and it worked yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. a yeah. lot of people made a lot of noise and they agreed and I think they only took like 200 kids but it was better than nothing it was better than nothing yeah yeah and I think being able to see the positive effects of actually standing up for something and then seeing it happen mm-hmm. is like it's incredible do you know what I mean and and, and that's why I think you know people do I get really disheartened when I go to like you know these protests like raise the roof and all about the housing crisis in Ireland and stuff and there's like a couple of thousand people there and you're like where is everybody yeah because we know it affects more than a couple of thousand people but like I mean I where is everybody do you know what I mean like I just don't know where where sometimes it's just a bit disheartening but it doesn't stop me from like going out with my friends and we would do it like a Go, just go and grab a coffee to go bring Almost the dogs like a social thing. just yeah. go for a fucking walk you're just walking with a couple of thousand other people and yeah. like roaring about something <laughs> yeah. it's like the women's mini marathon yeah quite slow <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like you just when you see I suppose yeah like the positive th- things actually change when people make noise yeah. I think that's that's the, you know, the bottom line yeah, yeah definitely so like absolutely I think more people need to get angrier mm. about stuff one thing I just wanted to uh, ask you about before we go is um I w- in your notes we, when we were talking about what we were going to talk about <laughs> great sentence um you talked about OnlyFans yes that account or mm-hmm. that um app yeah am I right so I hadn't heard about it so I went online and looked it up I like when I say I hadn't heard about it somewhere it was somewhere in there mm-hmm. um but I hadn't really looked into it or hadn't really experienced it much and from what I could see so like on first glance it looked like just a place where creators if you like can um, sell what they create mm-hmm. so like if you are a dietitian and you have nutritional information you can sell that to your only fans I yep. suppose um, if you're a fitness instructor you can sell packages or whatever and then I was researched more and I saw that actually it's used predominantly for um, like sex workers yeah it's a form of sex work for, I, I think yeah, yeah, yeah I think it could be absolutely considered that um, mm. I would be fully of the belief that sex work is work yeah. um I think we definitely need to like as a country realize that and stop criminalizing people because and always thinking of the worst situation mm-hmm. where it's like someone who's been trafficked or whatever that does happen but yeah. in order to protect those people we need to have a situation where we understand that it is completely normal as well for somebody to make money this way yeah so I see a lot of um only fans not sorry not because I've subscribed I mean on Twitter people sharing links and stuff so yeah. it's it's basically people putting nudes up or videos of themselves doing I mean I'm not sure because as I said I, I don't want it myself um 
but yeah and then you basically pay a subscription and you can, and you can access you can access these people's kind of private nudes or whatever um and i mean i know people who've signed up and have gotten like thousands really yeah I suppose Jeez, there, I'd fucking do it myself there, if I wasn't so shy. Like, <laughs> I think there's probably there's probably a niche for everyone. Like I was thinking when I was up there, I was I was looking on it and I was like, "Geez, maybe I could like take a few pictures of my feet or something, <laughs> <laughs> put them up for sale." Have you ever gotten any of those DMs off people? Oh, so many. I put up, I put up a picture on my Instagram feed one time of of a pair of shoes I bought. Yeah, and they were you know on my feet, and I had a load of messages from guys being like oh my god your calves are amazing and I was like sorry hang on is there a market for my calves because there's definitely there is. a market for your calves honestly <laughs> so I'm joining OnlyFans basically it's bottom line here but I think you know the thing is um, the kind of point of when I was thinking about OnlyFans is the stigma like there's still Absolutely. so much stigma I see um, do you know do you what know? I have to say I see this so much on Twitter um, predominantly guys um, straight or gay like whatever but kind of shaming other people for doing it mm-hmm. as in like oh I see such and such as his dick out again on or she has her tits out again or whatever it is and it's kind of just like I'm sorry but if I could make thousands of euro a month and not even have to get out of bed like if I had the you know like the confidence to do something like that course I would yeah. why should you not but like you can make money from your hands you can mm. make money f- do you know what I mean yeah. I, like I, like I work sexy feet well no I mean I, I mean like as as a hu- as human oh, beings like I'm working ways. Yeah, yeah like I'm yeah. at my desk I'm yeah. using my hands and you know my brain and whatever other logistical things I have to do to get through mm. my day and it's like why can somebody not use their body to make money it's and it's not like it's anything new no but because it's like you know normal people as opposed yeah. to celebrities or porn and, stars and well, people just can't cope with this commercialized as well yeah. people are like well how come they're making money and I'm I my nudes are not making me any money <laughs> stop giving them away for free <laughs> oh, I wish my husband would pay me um, <laughs> do you send your husband nudes add the odd one that's no, so cute no, like calves gen- yeah just no it's just it's just toe cleavage now that's all it is just the toes um so as we, I just we're gonna wrap up, but I yeah. want to talk to you about pop sets first. So Holly and her friend Connor have this unreal um, pop culture pod, uh, podcast called Pop Sessed. Listen to it. I'm subscribed and <laughs> I look forward to. I am pop like I am pop and my like I love the neck of the week. I love so many things. Thank um, you. But one of my favorite things is just and I've I've some of them have seeped into my mm-hmm. real life so I'm I have Hollyisms now like I, I say like sometimes I'll just put a kiss on some real passive aggressive comment I love it and Small like X. people and like just an X like yeah. you know because it adds it adds <laughs> a bit of sassiness my last email X <laughs> so yeah. sassy it's so like and I mean anyone who um, anyone who I suppose doesn't know you will just see that as an ex but I know the meaning of it now yeah um, but talk to me about Pop Sess what's coming up yeah so we just got a sponsor so Unreal. just just eat.ie you're sponsoring us for the summer that's literally perfect I know that I know perfect. love food um, and um, we have hit 100,000 downloads as well phenomenal it's amazing amazing yeah um i don't know where it's going to take us it's really exciting it's doing really well we've such um a really nice audience as yeah. well who are always tweeting us and so and engaged yeah, yeah like yeah. Uh, so nice. I see, yeah, yeah so brilliant um so it's great fun so yeah if you're into kind of pop culture stories maybe with a bit of historical pop culture yeah. references thrown and you in you need to know who the neck of the week is like the neck of the week yes funniest, like the so neck. funny <laughs> 
I can't. I just try sometimes to say it like <laughs> properly, you know, and I yeah. just, I can't. I, well, it's it's basically me, a straight girl, and Connor, who's one of my best friends, and he's gay. Yeah. So it's the conversations are always quite interesting because we would have two, I think, completely different, different perspectives, perspectives on totally, stuff. Yeah, so. which is which is what you want. Yeah, I, I think mean, so. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, thanks so much. Thanks Holly. for having me. I hope and I kind of so got informative. My bits I, in. I learned so much. Really, you oh, got your bits in. I got the toes in. <laughs> Neither of us got our bits out. No. And no. That's good. No, I didn't want that. if anyone's interested, we are taking payment. Um, <laughs> no, joking. Swipe up to log on to our OnlyFans. <laughs> I'll leave the link in the bio. Um, and yeah, so thank you, um, Cassie and Tall Tales. Thank you. And then also, thanks everybody. Because um, like this, I, I, I had no expectations for how private education was going to do. And it's going really well. And people have been sending me like billions of messages. Um, and people have been sending me messages being like, oh my God, I'm like having a glass of wine with my pals and we're able to chat about all this sort of stuff now. And like there was there was uh, mothers getting on to me saying that they let their, their teenagers, like kind of 16, 17 year olds listen and that Amazing. they were happy to have the chats with them yeah. then. And oh, like I'm getting so many messages that, you know, from people who are um, basically getting what I hoped people would get from it. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for your support. And I always say it, but if you want to, hop on iTunes and give an L star rating uh, I won't hunt you down um, for it I'll just uh, I'll let you do you do you boo <laughs> um, and yeah until next time everybody stay safe and have fun and bye bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.